Most of you are probably hoping that at some point it kicks in and it's me singing in a super falsetto to a funny bumper, but that's not going to happen. I just thought it would be funny to play this shitty song straight up front for episode 213 of the Hammer Man podcast. Of course, this is Dave. This is Ben. And the reason I did this is because we talked a lot about uh, our Facebook is, is popping. It's popping like it's hot. So everybody's in on it. You know, first we were posting topics, now... Uh, Listeners are posting topics, and this—I uh, don't know who posted it. It's become, it's you, become a junkyard. A junkyard. Somebody posted uh, a topic, basically saying, "Like, hey, what's the one band you, you're going to turn off when you?" I think it was uh, Santos. Uh, yeah, let me add one now. <laughs> saying, uh, you know, what's the one band you're definitely turning off when you hear it on the radio? And nobody said Sticks. Mm. Nobody. I think, does that mean they don't consider sticks at all? I think you suppress bad shit like that. Well, I would ask you, does one atrocity take away from all the great things? You remember that time we we did that live show at the bar and the guy played sticks on the jukebox and made me go crazy? (laughs) No. Remember I wanted to kill him? (laughs) Yes, that's right. Now I can (laughs) remember. He's playing like, I'm Sail Away, and he was like rocking out at the bar. Oh, you started like it when we were at a- Like pseudo-aggressively yelling shit at him? Yeah, at, uh, at Griffith at the Backdoor Lounge. No. Backdoor Lounge? Is that what it is? Uh, no. Uh, Sports. Yeah. Whatever that other place is in Griffith. Dang that isn't it. A, that isn't a brew pub. Yeah, it's in Hipster Square, but it's been there forever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But yes, there was a guy rocking out. Unbelievable. I can't remember. Uh, Bridges. 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 Scoreboard. But the uh, interestingly enough, I, there wasn't one... Beside Van Halen, pretty much I agreed wholeheartedly, whole hog, on every single band people brought up. So Mo- it's interesting that we, by and large, everybody listens to a little bit different music, has a little bit of different flavor, but we all or mostly agree on what is completely awful. Except for that ne'er-do-well who put Nirvana, that was incorrect. <laughs> well, of course, like I said, there's going to be some exceptions to yeah. every rule, but everybody, a lot of chili peppers. Dude. Everybody jumps on chili peppers for sure. Yeah, we but all agree. This. Song. When did, when did that when did that turn happen? Because it's it seemed like they were on top of the world for a short. Same with Beastie Boys. I think the Coneheads movie did them in. <laughs> the Conehead. What? Yeah, they were on the Coneheads soundtrack. Oh, that was. And then thing. and then he came up with the lyric in that song where he stopped writing words and this he goes, "Flick a bong, go ding dong, bang dong, shoot!" <laughs> like he literally just started making sounds. He was like, I had a few good lines. They had a drug problem. I had a few good lines. I was going to rhyme uh, something with Coneheads, and I decided to just go, bing, bong, boom, bong, ch-. It was like a, It was like a real mellow, douchey, surfer rock way of what the guy from Korn does. And he's like, so, so think about, let's make this comparison. The other bands that made that list, Van Halen, yeah. David Lee Roth does the exact same thing. Ugh. Aerosmith, 
does exactly the same yeah, thing. So yeah. anytime someone breaks down into that scat yep. or some sort of a sub-scat category, that's pretty much where they jump the shit. Yeah, if you start riffing vocally, <laughs> chances are people are going to hate your guts. Yeah. No, I don't know who else universal. who else does that. I bet well, you, you Pearl Jam find... was mentioned, and Eddie Vedder has a... Uh, it was by me, I'm sure. Uh, you and Nick. He has a... A, a penchant for like just like saying like ooh ooh over and over for a long time, which is sort of <laughs> like, like Steve scatting. Miller Band. Yeah, okay. yeah. Ooh, ooh. It's sort of like it's sort of like scatting. Did anybody say Jimmy Buffett? Also, nobody knows what he's saying either, so they might think he's scatting when he's like. <laughs> like that, that's, I would agree that 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 I would agree that that fits in as part of that whole. I got gonna explode. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, I dig it for sure, but I some people do not. So let's catch up on um, oh, a little housekeeping. Let's, yes, let's do housekeeping on this pizza thing. Okay, so Pe- just bring it up what you were talking about. So again, go to our Facebook page and you will see a conversation uh, in regard already in progress in regards to what you're about to talk about. Yeah, what happened was I gave myself credit. I rarely give myself credit for anything, and I rarely compliment myself. But I thought I did a bang up job. I always like when people say, "Hey, order pizza." And I go, what do you want on it? And they go, just just whatever. Order what you think. And then I immediately, like, I go, like, oh, dude, I'm going to kill this. Like, I start salivating, like, like a boxer going in against an untrained opponent. I'm just like, I'm just going to murder this. So, admittedly, I was hogtied because one of my kids only eats pepperoni, basically. And the other one only eats cheese. So, That's real easy. Well, not if you want a good pizza. Well, you get a pepperoni pizza on half. And then you take the pepperonis off for the person who just eats cheese. No, because then she's like, I knew there was pepperonis on here and there's complaining and there's whining. There's certain things <laughs> There's certain things that are going to be problems. So I need to get some that's just cheese. Also, you never know if it's going to be under the cheese. Mm. There's pepperoni buried in there. And then when she finds one pepperoni, the earth stops spinning. So shout out to House of Pizza in Hammond. I went there last week to eat and I'm trying to order again. I got four kids with me and I'm trying to order. And I said, you know, I need a minute to figure out what we're going to get. And the lady's like, well, we can do, just so you know, we can do up to quarters. And I was like, what? She's like, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll, we'll just cut it up into, into fours if you want, like however you want to order. She should have never told me that. That opened up the floodgates. I always thought like halves. And even then you're being a little That's annoying. Reasonable. Right. They offered. I didn't say, can you do quarters? They said, it's no problem. We do it all the time. No big deal. So the next time I ordered, I ordered it for carryout, and I got a quarter just cheese, a quarter just pepperoni. That sucked. That hurt me. That's you a, mean a half and a half. Negative. I How mean can a you quarter two cheese quarters? and a quarter cheese and pepperoni. So where's the second half of your pizza? On the other half of the pizza. So if you've got a quarter cheese yeah. and a quarter pepperoni, you yeah. have a half of pizza left. What was on that half? That's why I said that's 50%. Okay. Yeah, that, that's, that took 50% out of me. That took a oh, lot of piss you. out of me already. So now I got a half left. That's all I got. So I got, I think I got jardinere and sausage on one. And I think I got, oh, pepperoni and black pepper was the other one. Not just not just pepperoni. Because my kitty's, oh, no, I'm sorry, pepperoni and black olive. So then I got sausage and onion on a quarter, sausage, jardinere, pepperoni, black olives, and cheese. I thought, hey, man. It's crazy to order quarters, but I got a bunch of these picky mofos. Everyone's going to eat. Everyone was happy. I still got what I wanted. I got grown-up pizza. I got kid pizza all on the same big pizza. So I'm patting myself on the back. I'm like, I did it. I pulled it off. 
I got six-year-olds that are happy, seven-year-olds that are happy, adults who are like meatheads that are happy. Everybody was happy, so I bragged about it because uh, that's how sad my life is. I was bombarded with who orders quarters, how dare you. This is the worst, this is the most offensive thing I've seen on the internet, which is For each their own reason. So some people were arguing that that's just, that's, that's not how you order pizza. That's not how what, pizza is supposed to be made. Yeah. They're saying like, you can't do that. You can't order in quarters. Well, that's, that's the same argument for saying like, well, who puts must or ketchup on a hot dog in Chicago? You don't do well, it. Well, that, no, but that's more ingredient specific. This was more labor intensive. Like you're going to piss off the kitchen. I didn't get that from that. Yeah, that's, I, why that's, they, you, well, that's why they said they'd spit in my pizza and put boogers in it. If, because it, They said that if you ordered that from their fictitious pizza kitchen, that's Yeah, what you they think that they think people would put boogers in it because they don't like my topping choice? No. Or because I had to well, be you know such as a well as picky I do. dude. At House of Pizza, they have a pizza crust, and then they put sauce, and then they put cheese on it, and then they have an array that's of toppings. True. That's all true. So they just drop whatever on top. It's really not that big of a deal. Correct. I came, my argument comes, as you know it will, where I just say, what are you teaching your kids? That the world just gives everybody everything they want. Mm. I'm ordering the pizza. You can either make a sandwich or you eat, but I get your argument. It's just easier to not have the argument. Yeah. But it's also, for me, I just get tired of having the same argument. Like you said, well, Catering one kid goes like, well, hey, I could taste that there was pepperoni on here right. at some point in time. It's, like, then just, go to, the ass. just go to your room. Just, yeah. just go to your room. You won't eat anything then. Yeah. And then that, they come and begrudgingly eat the pizza, and I'm happy about that. Oh, no, my kids won't. They'll just sneak and eat but, pizza, like min, or sneak and eat like cereal at midnight or whatever. <laughs> that's on them. Yeah, I don't care about that Kitchen's either. Kitchen's closed. But the majority of the grief was coming mm. from who does yeah, the course. But here's, this is a life hack that you guys didn't know about. And everyone that was throwing stones, I want you to know something. Go to House of Pizza, get a giant pizza, <laughs> get a giant pizza, <laughs> and get it in quarters. You'll never be, you'll never be happier. I mean, really, at 30 Dude, the world seconds, is your oysters. Go by yourself. Go to one person. Get a giant pizza. Eat it all, like the like the fat mutant you are, and and eat the well, whole thing. It's by nice yourself. to see that somebody is catering to the customer. I love it. And not making it about them. Shout out to House of Pizza. Everybody should order it in quarters this week, and then Where's let, us, that let us know what quarters you did. Let's see how many more times you can say it before we, we're done here. Uh, um, Papa John's. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I think everybody should order in quarters, and then all of a sudden realize how good life can be. Yeah, I wasn't. Again, I wasn't. I wasn't that moved by that conversation, but I, I, I was just annoyed. Just wanted once to cover again. it because people were. Yeah, you know, no, I'm just saying. Like, trash getting thrown around. I was annoyed once again that the fact that the kids went over. It just it, I can't. There's we're yeah, but you, is, again, you guys, war. your house is a house. You your house is a house divided clean in the middle. You and your wife against your kids. Right, that ain't the case. That's not what I'm up against. Yeah, no, I got you. So I hear what you're saying. Eventually, I just go, hey, just eat whatever you guys want, you little bastards. Yeah. So yeah, that was that. That's the house cleaning. Mainly is the pizza. I don't know what other house cleaning I have. I don't think so. I don't think I have anything. I had a conversation with a woman this week, who was with a group of people. Uh, and this group of she was part of this group and they were all wearing suits and she was not wearing a suit. She could have been wearing a suit, but decided to dress down in this Pants particular suit. occasion. And it occurred to me, that's really not important. It occurred to me that a man can look very dignified in a suit and powerful in a suit, but he could never look as powerful as a woman looks in a suit. Really? You know what I mean? I'm Does that make sense to. to you? I'm trying to. So, like, let's just take this for example. When you see a, a a marine in a dress uniform, you go, "That, that's that's good stuff. That that's strong, dude. Without a doubt. 
And then when you see a state trooper, you go, that's squared away. That's what my I want my police yeah. officers to look like. Look at those you know boots. What I'm yeah. And when you see a Royal Canadian Mounted Police, you go, that guy looks pretty awesome. It's he one hell of a horse. A that's a horse. And then when you see, let's just say, an FBI agent and they're wearing a suit, you go, okay, that, that's great. It's a suit or whatever. But when you see a woman in a power suit or something power, not not like, I'm not talking about attractive, but it's just like, that's that next level. Because you know it's all business. When like, you have a woman yeah. in a power suit. So I thought to myself, like, if you had three dudes in suits uh, that were the head of a, some corporation and then a female walks in in a power suit, I feel like she immediately takes the power away. It's weird because, you know, we always talk about this like like glass succubus? ceiling and this, you know, this, this gender pay gap and how women aren't looked at or deemed as powerful. I, I, I beg to differ because every time I, if, in a real power suit. I feel like that. What's the difference between a regular a power suit? It and goes a like this: suit. female in super power suit, then marine, then state trooper, then bus driver. Can you explain a power whatever. suit to me? No, I can't. You okay. know it when you see it. It was what Hillary Clinton wears all the time. No, no, That's no. Not a power she wears. I don't even know what the. No, she wears some weird like shoulder pad. Yeah, I'm just talking well, about a tailored power. No, her. No. She need a cape. No. You know what, what you know what it is. If like what it. what um, I'm talking like you know like a ten thousand dollars suit. I'm talking what? about like something where you know, you could just tell by the way the person carries himself and the suit. I guess it it, it is like with the redhead from X Files. What she wears, Jillian Anderson. Yeah, I guess Mulder and Scully. Scully. Yeah, what Scully wears. I guess that's not that's not what I was thinking of. I'm trying to I'm trying to give suit? you an example. Is it no, any no, suit? no. It's a particular suit, like a particular yeah. cut. Yes, and you just know it when you see it. So now you've just... I, I can't give you an example. And I've named about you, 10 kind of women's suits I know. I mean, you just named one. to be a Two. No, Hillary, Hillary Clinton, Clinton and, and X-Files. Yeah, that's two. And then the, Your math and, again then is, I put a cape on there. Yeah. Uh, no, I wish I could tell you. Almost like the suit the, the, that uh, Jim Carrey wore in the mask, but if it was a woman. Okay. So you want him to wear a power zoot suit. Yes, you get it. Do you not? Do you, ever, do you have any idea what I'm, I'm talking not about? I'm dumb. completely I'm trying to out what a power suit on this. is, dude. You don't know what a power suit. I know. Is. Listen, when I know what a I'm woman, not talking about the thing you wore in Nintendo in the '80s to you know, not the power glove. The power glove. Now that's that a, I know, it's not that. You can play track power, and field on that bitch. It's a power suit. No, well, here's my thing: is if a woman's wearing a suit, I know she's in for business. Mm-hmm. I know she is down. To, yeah, but there's a business suit and there's a power suit. I just don't know. I mean, I feel like the money you spend and the cut, the quality of the material and all that stuff enters in. You can't buy a power suit at Kohl's. You I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're the most powerful woman in the world. It's not like Tiger Woods picking up a pair, you know, a, a set of Sears golf clubs and being able to shoot a 70. It's not the same. Right. Tiger Woods is great. He could probably shoot a 70 with most, or, you know, a, a very close score with most clubs. Yeah. Can't do that. Can't buy a power suit at Kohl's. Nobody can can buy something at Kohl's or Boy, I wish like I had a good TJ example. Maxx or whatnot. I wish I had a good I example. I wish I did what, too what, now. What the, what the separation is. You don't you don't think it's you don't think it's the the person wearing the suit? It could be, I don't know. I'd have to see that person and then put them in a cold suit. You'd have to see them in like a hoochie outfit. You have to see them in like like dress like a fly girl and then if and then you need that no. juxtaposition. No, no, no. Because yeah. it, could, it couldn't happen like that. And well, first of all, why, you have to objectify them because that's what we do. No no <laughs> powerful woman uh in the the fictional powerful woman in my mind yeah. does, is not a fly girl. 
She's not dancing. She's oh, all business. Rosie Perez has all the She's power. She's ordering in Chinese on the fly so she can continue to work. J-Lo has going all to the club. power. Wait a minute. Are you just talking about Puerto Rican women? No. Because both of the fly girls I know are Puerto Rican. I said it's not a fly girl. <laughs> oh, all right. Not listening. All right. All You're right. too busy thinking about fly girls. They're so wonderful. And SW1. SW1? That's the guy that spun for the fly girls. Sean, Sean Wayans. Hell yeah. He was like, what's up? To, uh, you don't DJ know. SW1? Don't act like you know now. Now you know. Well, he would say yeah. shout out to the DJ, but I didn't remember it being SW1. It was SW1. Because it was Sean Wayans. Yes. Yeah. Dang it. Is that, what he, is that how he said it? SW1? I don't know that he ever referred to himself. No, like I think when they, they what, kicked it to him. They would kick it to him, but did they and he say? He would just give like a, he would tilt his head to the side and like do that, like, you know, throw right. his one arm out and like, huh? Right. But did would, they, what they, did they say SW1? They were like, shout out, DJ. I think at the beginning when they were announcing, they're like, we got the Fly Girls, we got SW1. Okay. So, yeah. Dang it. Yeah. You have bested me again, Kevin Nealon. Anywho. All right. So, when, when think- a Puerto Rican girl walks into a business meeting, oh. you're like, you're like, this, this, this is, this means something. I think maybe Glenn Close wore one <laughs> in that movie where Devil Wears Prada. You might maybe just be talking about an era specific. I don't know. Dude, you brought Cruella up Deville. you brought up power suit, and I'm I'm down to follow this trail with you. I, I just need to know what it is. You, you've you've crushed you've crushed <laughs> my thought. I just feel like when you see a woman in a power suit again, I'm reiterating, okay. and you're still going. I still don't well, understand. what We're you're getting caught that. up on the cut, but the point is, when yes. you see a woman wearing an impressive, it doesn't have a tails and it doesn't have a top hat or a cane. Look, it's I don't not know fashion. Dumb anyway. Even if you explain it to me, I wouldn't get it. So when you see a woman wear a, a, a impressive looking suit. Without tapered sweatpants. Okay, right. Uh, then you think what? You think this this woman is I just in say charge. that's the most powerful thing ever. So well, I, I she's say- She's like Thanos of the business world. Without a doubt. For I say you when, when you see- It doesn't- No man can look- the, the the most superior a man can look is obviously like like a Marine Corps general. Or I hate to do this to the other branches of the service- a general in any branch of the service, whatever Jocko, with all the medals and the you know and the in the ballyhoo, whatever Jocko is wearing right now, no, but the the formal dress okay. uniform I'm talking about, yeah, for and sure. then class on top, a, class a, on top of that is a woman in a power suit, most powerful thing ever. A woman in a power suit. <laughs> now you couldn't put Whoopi Goldberg in a power suit. It has to. So you're right about this. It has no, to be the right she, woman. She wears a, like horse blankets, <laughs> right? It has to be the right woman <laughs> in the right. So maybe a part of it is. The woman, I guess. She I wears know. horse blankets, puts like four Xanax. Mm. Yes. Like snorts them right before she goes on them and goes, ah. Yes. She's the worst. For sure. I don't know. We, I don't we, think we, you could get a power suit on her. I don't think so either. I don't think so. Uh, dude, you remember when Ted Danson used to have sex? Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, we've talked about this before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. why'd he do that? I don't know. <laughs> That's the best. It's like. <laughs> Hey, let's slow this thing down and back it up, and let's take it. Let's take it back. Let, let, let's strip this thing down to its bare, to the bare metal here. Yeah, take away. Well, listen, take away all the acting. Take Let me away. ask you this: If you could ask Ted Danson one question, you, I guarantee that's got to be damn it, right? well what it's going to be. <laughs> that's what it's going to be. Right? If I could ask Larry David one question, it would be like, "Will you ask Ted Danson this one question for me?" That's a good point. Do you think like when they're doing Curb Your Enthusiasm when they're doing the writers' room? Every once in a while, they'll disagree. They'll be like, I don't like Ted Danton's story arc or whatever. And he'll be like, dude, you had sex with Will Be Goldberg. Are you really yeah. going to chime in? Yeah, right. You're really going to, you're really going to, you're really going to. I think he knows his place. Yeah. <laughs> it only takes once for you to know, like, that's going to continuously get brought up. And I'm sure she's a, she's oh, a handsome God, woman. Dude. And, 
no nothing disparaging. I would never stop person. being like, "Hey, dude, let's take a break." The views on you know who's on the view, <laughs> don't you? That that I could be very powerful. Stop. That could be very powerful. Who, who's he with now? Mary Steenburgen. Who's that? Not a the girl from Curb, right? The woman he's married to in Curb. Oh, this okay. Hmm? The, the, the pretend they were actually still, were. Yeah, I think they're still together. Oh, I didn't know that. I'm the, not going to Google the it. one who she played a love interest in uh, Virgin, whatever. Was she, was she the one, the forty year old no, virgin? It's a different woman. That wasn't she her? looks kind of like that's oh, okay. that's Kathleen Kathleen Keener. Keener, Keener, yeah, two different people. All right, well he or couldn't Kathleen he couldn't Keener. even do as good as Kathleen Keener. That's yeesh. <laughs> well, not good for him. He ain't as good as her. She's good. Oh, she's super good. Okay, well you're she's light years away from Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I just can't believe he did that. He went from Cheers to that. The sheet. <laughs> he was slaying everybody in Cheers, like you said. It he, was fake. Yeah, but still, his character. Maybe was like, Ted Danson doesn't do well in real life. Have you ever considered that? Oh, Mary Steenberg? Dude, look at his bone structure and his hair. He does well. He's playing this character that's just I don't know. There was bartenders a, and waitresses. Toward the end of Cheers, he started to look like a, like a skeleton. He looked like a weird flaming skeleton. Like it, it, the he time like he had sc- been right, he could have been that. What's the what Nick Cage guy where he rides on the motorcycle and he's a ske- flaming skeleton? Ghost Rider. Yeah. Could have been Ghost Rider. He does look a little bit like Skullhead Face. A little bit, but still, it doesn't mean you have to sleep Whoopi Goldberg, dude. <laughs> like, I'm not judge, jury, and execution okay, on that. Here's what happens. That's his penance. Here's what's going on. Pete Davidson is yeah. sleeping with Kate Beckinsale, and every once in a while, he calls Ted Danson. He goes, hey, Ted Danson, guess what I'm doing right now? You remember that one time that you... And then he goes... And then when he like answers, <clears throat> the answer is Kate Beckinsale. Mm-hmm. He goes, remember that one time when you when you were married? To, were they married? No. no. They didn't take a vow? No. You didn't vow with that monster. <laughs> Ted Danson? Yeah. I'm waiting for Ted Danson to like, show up on the next season of uh, True Detective. Dude, she shows up like in her wedding dress, like dun, dun, like coming down the aisle. They're throwing like rice and stuff later I still on. have to feel like there was... I, I don't want to spend too much time on this. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm aborting right now, actually. I'm moving off of this. All right. I'm sure she's a great lady. Anyways, yeah. Dude, I had a bad week. Um... Why did somebody make you watch the L Seven documentary, dude? Wh- where do you want to? No, <laughs> what do you want to hear? How I got burned first? I got burned at Chipotle because I thought I was the boss over there. Not that. What else you got? Um, I got burned with my father in law's truck. Okay. I got burned at the post office. Everywhere I'm going has been bad. First of all, this isn't a long story, but the post office. When's the last time you went into a post office? Uh, I sold my video pod so two weeks ago. Oh my god! Really? Yeah. How'd that go? How long did it? How I long went, did it take you? Sixty-five seconds. Are you serious? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I always go to the one in Highland. Uh huh. Dude, I would rather I would rather shove a hot poker into my ear than go to that <laughs> post office twice in the past three years. I've tried. The parking lot's awful. Oh, the, dude, it's it's brutal. You can park like four cars there, which you'd think great. Only four people fit here. It can't be long. Both times, the same woman was working there. Both times she was giving her life story. I do. I literally. Here's what a loser I am. I needed to buy a stamp. <laughs> I needed to buy one stamp to mail some "Hey My Man" stickers to a listener, and I was like, "There's got to be a more efficient way to do this." So I was like, "I'll run stamps.com." Yeah, I just I had to set up and get a, a postal scale mm-hmm. and everything. So I said, I'm just going to run here and get us. They give you a postal scale. There was two people in front of me. I got to get a computer. I got to get back from that. My, my computer's waterlogged. Okay. Maybe it's maybe it's a perfect working order. Nobody knows. He's not returning <laughs> my calls anymore. Shit's getting weird, dude. So there's two people in front of me. 
this old man continues to tell this old woman that's working. I should say older woman that's working. Oh, there. now all of a sudden they're, you're going to be respectful. Huh? She's got one foot in the grave. And so she's right. typing up his order. They're doing life stories. Of, do you remember so-and-so from high school? Do you remember so-and-so? And I'm waiting and I'm real. I, I don't know what. This guy had one little package. And she was. She must have been. Well, that's ty- Dude, she was typing like. St- she was typing <laughs> Stephen King's like The Stand. She's typing and typing and typing. And she's. Telling, remember when this store used to be this store, and oh, and Bobby, Bobby Jenkins, yeah, he, I think he went on to be an engineer, but his kids are in high school and they're doing pretty good, typing and typing and typing. Then she looks at this package for a while. There you are, <laughs> tapes it up, slaps some stuff on it, types up some more stuff, hands him the package. He writes some things, and I'm just like, Jesus, fuck, like, wh- what is going on? Well, I think that's what happens when men go to the post office because I think by and large when women go to the post office they already know since oh, they go there often dude. to have their stuff prepackaged in an envelope with the stamp on it and they hand it over and the person goes they weigh it they tell you how much it is and they pay they, they charge you if you go in there and you go hey I need to buy one stamp and then also hey can I get an envelope then I'm gonna have to go to that back table put the stickers inside the envelope fill it out put that new stamp on then return it's just yeah you're, you're setting yourself up for everything was done it was the envelope was licked. Oh, okay. Well, then I didn't I even know. have to lick it. I just did. I need, I was like, I don't even know what stamps cost. That's how long it's been. Do you know what a stamp costs? Uh, 37 cents. Okay. I thought it was 32. It's been a while. So <laughs> I was like, I was going to throw a dollar at her, let her keep the change, say, keep oh, the change. Oh, hey, big spender. Yeah. I was going to say, keep the change, you filthy animal. Slap. No, I would have bought two stamps in case I was wrong about something. Put one on both sides of it because I don't care. Um, I waited, seriously, probably about 12 minutes. This guy with his one stupid box was talking. Then he started asking about insurance. I was like, no, dude, no. <laughs> you just smashed his box. I was just, dude. Yeah, I grabbed it. I, I heard glass break. <laughs> I kicked it again. Then I kicked him in his package. So then finally he's done. After about literally, literally about 12 minutes, the guy in front of me goes up. The guy in front of me, as though he didn't just witness. That wasn't the guy in front of you? Uh, there was a guy at the counter and there's one guy in front gotcha. of me. So I'm number three total. Um, by the way, when I get in there, it's us three. By the time, eventually I walk out, I storm out and make a scene. But, but, <laughs> well, not much of a scene, but in my mind it was. By the time I left, there was, sure there was probably nine people. Probably nine people. So six people just backed, 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 backed up. So the guy who had just witnessed all this finally gets up to the counter he starts going, hey, how much does it cost to mail? It starts asking all these questions. I'm like, what are you doing? Just throw money at her. Lick your box or envelope, whatever you got to do. Make your joke. And then and then, and then send it and just walk out of there like a boss. He started asking questions. And once she started typing again, she's like, hold on. Let me look that up. I did that thing where I threw my hands in the air. Like, so everyone could see. I threw my hands in the air. I looked like around. You just don't care, but you did care. But I did Not care. so you threw your hands in the air. Like you did care. Throw, I threw my hands in the air, and I waved them around because I clearly cared. So I looked around, and they're all kind of like giving me a little eye roll, but they're like, this guy's like a, the this. agreement eye roll, like we all agree that- It was a little bit of agreement, but I was like, you guys are you guys are agreeing. I was you, waiting to say you started a wave. No. I was like, you guys are agreeing you've been there for three minutes. You're not agreeing. Had you been here for the whole 15, you would have lost it. So she started typing, and he asked something about insurance. And I just go, ah, forget it, real loud. Like I was in like a 30s band. I was like, why, yeah, you ought to. I was like, scram, see? So I grabbed my I, my one envelope. I made sure everybody saw that I had one envelope because I'm petty. And I walked out. And I like, kicked the door open. 
and then and nobody followed me. I, mean, I wanted to be like, let's leave, right, guys? Like, well, let's all go. Screw I hate, this lady. I hate to step on, on on your story here, but did our did our listener get the stickers? Yeah. <laughs> did you I, just yeah. drive them over to wherever they. Needed I just to ended go? up going home and saying, "Hey, do we have any stamps anywhere?" And <laughs> which you did, which yeah. you did, and then I just put the envelope in my mailbox. So when the mailman came, he just grabbed it. I was like, I never should have left. You know, the house. you can buy stamps other places in the post office too, correct? I, I don't know. <laughs> I guess. Yes, you, you didn't know. Maybe. But same, same place you buy these uh, unicorn they'll power all, suits you speak of. They'll also send you a uh, stamp, a stamp scale. Until they start advertising with us, don't go to stamps.com. Don't <laughs> do anything that has to do with the post. You know, go to go to go to FedEx, UPS, Amazon. Uh-huh. I'm waging war on the USPS, and it gotcha. starts now. So screw them. Don't go anywhere. Um, but the way I got burned, the worst. As you know, like I had to do a floor in my house with a trampoline, but. We had a bunch of... Wait, what? I, I bought a trampoline for no, the kids. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, I bought a trampoline. It's like the super safest trampoline in the world, of course. <laughs> I bet. Yeah. It's, uh, you, it doesn't jump. You just go in there and it's just... Actually, it's a bouncy house. They just call it a trampoline. <laughs> so I have all this stuff backing up. I got extra wood from the floors I did. I got subfloor, yada, yada. I got a bunch of cardboard. I take all this stuff to the front of my house. And also, I was throwing away a mannequin head. Right? It'll happen. Right? Like the one that you practice doing hair on? Mm-hmm. It was old. We've had it forever. Nobody practices doing hair on. You either do it or you don't do it. Um, what? <laughs> hair, what? Oh, hair. You're, you practice doing hair on. You practice Sorry. doing hair on the mannequin. Gotcha. Yeah, so. You don't practice doing heroin with a mannequin. Oh, hair on. Like heroin. Yes. Like I thought heroin. that's what you were saying. I thought but, you were being cool. No, you either do heroin or you don't. That makes more sense. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But I was saying hair on. Anyways. That's the same thing. So no, it's not. So I brought out this I brought out this garbage can. It was a th- we get a regular one and we get a recycling one. And I've already told you about oh, the Oh, look at you, Mr. Fancy. <laughs> that's right, it's monster now. Now I've already told you before I had a thing with the garbage guy. He got mad at me. I tried you to guys t- have since broken up, correct? For for newer listeners. I tried to tip my garbage guy because I was throwing a lot of extra stuff on the curb. Uh, but don't so, eat yellow snow is never never a solid tip. Usually starts arguments. Mm. Yeah, don't do that. Also, <laughs> I tried to tip my garbage man and because I was throwing a lot of extra stuff on the curb. When I went to tip him, before I could hand him the money, he goes, dude, you got to get a dumpster, bro. You can't just keep putting the stuff on the curb. And he starts to... He starts to go on and on about how I'm throwing too much stuff out and it's not his job, blah, blah, blah. So I took that 20 that was folded in my palm and I put it back in my pocket. And I said, all right, man, mm-hmm. you can you can go pound sand, pal. So I left. I went home, talked to the wife. She said, you can't mess with the garbage guy. Very true. This guy's vital to our livelihood. You can't mess with him. Found him later, apologized, said we got off on the wrong foot. I didn't realize I was throwing so much stuff out. You're right. I'm wrong. You're smart. I'm stupid. I thought we were fine. So this week I put an extra can because I got a bunch of tax strips. I was pulling out carpet, blah, blah, blah. I thought it would be funny to put a mannequin head on top of this pile of wood. So when you drive Let by. Let all the other wood know who's boss. Yeah, I think so. So like when you see my garbage, I took a picture of it. And when you see my garbage, there's like this weird head on it. I thought it was funny. He would laugh. Something happened to where. He just didn't take my garbage and none of it. He passed it every other house on the block and he's like, nah, I'm not doing I'm not doing your stupid garbage, I'm not doing your recycling, I'm not doing your dumb mannequin doll head. Passed me up hundred percent. That brings me to the yesterday. 
I had to borrow my father-in-law's truck. I said, listen, I can't go a week. I need to borrow your truck. I got a bunch of stuff to throw out. I'm going to throw a bunch of stuff in the bed of his truck. Here's the fun part. You drive around, you find dumpsters. You don't think people will mind. You chuck your stuff in <laughs> you the dumpsters. You don't think people will mind. Dude, you've never You mean lived. there's no one standing around to see you do it. That's correct. Everyone minds. because Dude, I'm on, so many, I'm on so many security cameras. Every dumpster I found, there's a, there's a certain- You're portioning out at least. There, um, a little bit. One dump load here, one dump yeah. load there. There is a certain, like, this is like how tame my life has become. I was like, th- it was like a thrill. I'm like getting a shot of adrenaline. I'm like, oh man, I hope, th- I hope nobody busts me throwing stuff into this dumpster, boy. I'm like living. You, you know have what your I mean? Headphones on in this sweet spy music. I went from like, I went from like, like driving a convertible with the top down in February, like doing lines that's of coke off the trunk of a Chevy Cavalier, to this. So this is my exciting life now. Anyways, so I don't. I have to borrow my father-in-law's truck. So I borrow it. He he says about five times. Must wear sweatpants when driving this truck. Yeah, so and I you're did. already doing that. So, so I did. Out. So I was wearing sweatpants. That worked out fine. He keeps saying, "Don't go anywhere where there's nails. Don't go anywhere where there's nails. You're gonna get a flat tire. You're gonna give. You, if you go to the dump, you're gonna flatten one of my tires." Oh, okay, that makes sense. Because I'm thinking, like, well, why would I go anywhere where there's nails? That seems like something you don't need to tell me. But but then when you add that, like he's saying, if you go to the dump, he's like, if you construction le- garbage and you know, any place where people legitimately paid it. Yeah. Drop off garbage. He's like, if you don't go to someone's dumpster that they pay for and throw the stuff in theirs, and you go Chances to a, are you're a, a flat legit tire. place, one more reason not to do things by the book. He keeps saying he's paranoid about these nails. That's part of the reason I don't just go to the town dump. Once you do something, once you do something in front of my father-in-law, you're forever stained with that. You're now, if I got a flat in his truck, I'm now the guy who gets flats in cars. That's what I do. I'm Mr. Flat <laughs> Truck Guy after that, right? I'm like, I'm not Suck doing that. one... Oh. Yeah, so, yeah, right, right. You build bridges your whole life. So, I am paranoid about the nails. So, I purposely go to places where I don't think there's nails, and I get the thrill of throwing shit that? in the dumpster. Where'd I, throw, where'd I throw the stuff? Where was the place you assumed didn't have nails? Oh, I'll never tell you. I'll well, never, I'm just saying, was it, I'll was never it give a, it my source. a restaurant or a... Uh, somewhere where obviously wouldn't have nails. I didn't stop to ask, bro. I just okay. saw a dumpster and I started chucking. You saw a dumpster that you felt probably wouldn't have nails. Yeah, I just, I just, I look for. All right, side tangent. I play this game my whole life that I say if I was a bum, I would sleep there. Right? Mm. I think I've told you this before. I do a similar thing where I go like, I would love to skate that. You go, boy, that would be a cool spot to skate. Yes. My whole life, I've always said if I was a bum and it was cold and or rainy. That's the spot I would sleep, right? This is a similar line of thinking. I always drive around and when I see dumpsters, I go, I bet nobody's watching. I bet you could chuck stuff in there. So I, in my head, I got five or six already lined up. So I find dumpsters. I chuck it in. No nails. Everything's fine. Dude, I go to return this. I go to return it like eight in the morning. I only borrowed it for like two hours. I'm, I'm good. I go to return his truck about three blocks from his house. I notice I'm hitting the gas. Car's not going in gear. Truck's not going to gear. It's just, RPMs are going up. Nothing's happening. Nothing's happening. I'm like, I thought maybe it slipped out of gear. So I'm, I'm going back and forth. Neutral to drive. Nothing. I'm hitting it. Nothing, nothing, nothing. So I coast this sucker, but I'm three blocks from his house at this point. I coast it all the way to the end of his block. Not too far. A couple blocks, right? Pop it in neutral. I push it. Now I'm seeing smokes coming from his oh hood. My. Dude, black smoke is coming from... Eh, not black, enough smoke. Smoke's usually black. Bl- smoke is coming from his trunk 
and I'm pushing the truck that I just borrowed for a couple hours down his street. This is in Hessville, mind you, so nobody noticed. They're like, ah, that's normal. That's how people that's how people move cars there. I I push it all the way a block to his house. I pull it up and then I, I I'm I'm taking a second, I'm like, I'm thinking, I'm like, okay, this is way worse than a nail. I don't know what happened. And this guy, dude, he already like he already thinks I'm the biggest moron in the world. He already he already know like he doesn't think I'm stupid. He knows I'm stupid. He's done so many projects with me that he's like, you know that old that old proverb like uh, better to 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 keep your mouth shut and let people think you're dumb than to start talking and remove all doubt. Right. I've talked plenty in front of him. There's no doubt. He knows I'm stupid. So I sit in the truck for a minute and I'm like, man, what am I supposed to tell this guy? And by the way, I didn't hit anything. Fake a heart attack. I didn't hot dog it. I didn't do anything. I don't know what's up with this truck. It just stopped working and started smoking. It's never had any problems before. I pull it up to his house, and I'm thinking from it, what am I going to do? I go, I I say, screw it. We're going to bite the bullet and just tell him, and then you're going to get your car, and you're going to drive your car that works just fine. You're going to drive that home. I walk up to the house, and the door is already open, and he's got a cup of coffee. He's like, so, uh, seeing you out there, um... Imagine, wait, hold on. He sees you already coming <laughs> he down sees the block. Me pushing his car, you, dude. you drive up and you're getting out of the car and you're going like, okay, you're going through your mind like, how am I going to sell this? What am I going to say? Yeah. He's also seen you already. You don't know that he's seen you, and he's already going. How do I keep myself from beating this guy to death? Yeah. With my bare hands. So he had a good five and ten my minutes. Pants. He had a good. Yeah, I'm going to choke him out with my red sweats. He had a good five ten minutes to sit there and maybe he did some mindfulness maybe he's like all right you know he's stupid you know he's dumb focus on your breathing focus on focus on the breath out now focus on that little period between breaths don't choke him with your red sweatpants in through the nose don't kill him and out through the mouth i can't believe this motherfucker married your daughter and in and it was like one of those mm-hmm. like one of those guided things so that's how that went so the doors open He's like, yeah, so, uh, so what happened out there? So he watched me push it up. Then he either meditated thinking about me dying or just stared at me sitting in the car for five <laughs> minutes, just staring at the dashboard going, this is, I look like Stanley Spadowski from UHF when he like scratches his head and he's just like, yeah, wow, you know? So I explained to him, I, I did I did about a good solid 45 seconds of I swear I didn't hit anything, there was no impact, nothing happened, I didn't hot dog, I didn't drive it weird, there's no nails, by the way, your tires are great, there's no flat tires. Um, and then, then he basically was like, you should have just pulled over and stopped where you were. And I, and you know, I was like, well, I thought I was, thought I was hooking you up by just popping neutral and getting it home, that way you didn't have to, you know, you, kind of, you didn't have to push it home. And he's like, when that happens, just pull over. And I go, well... You know, I mean, it was good. I was a block away. I turned the engine off. I put it in neutral. Then he calls me later because I, well, I called him to check on, see how the car was. It's bad. The car's bad, by the way. It's very bad. Transmission's not good. Uh, Turns it, out it's not going to pull through. It, was, it wasn't my fault that the car busted, but. How he, do you figure? Because because two, two hoses, or two supply lines to the transmission came out. Those supply lines were under a cover. Mm-hmm. That cover wasn't broken or impacted. They just came out. So. Just freak luck. I borrowed the car for a couple hours and just freak luck. I'm just that lucky of a dude. So he even said it wasn't my fault that it happened, but he kept going. The thing is, though, you kept driving it. You might have damaged it worse. And I go, but that's, but I really didn't, though. That's the thing. Now, here's, I won't take too much longer with this story. 
here's where I start to get defensive. When if I told you, okay, we're going down 165th in Hammond, right? You keep hitting all these streets. They're all state streets. You got Montana, Illinois, Indiana, blah, blah, blah. Each time you hit an intersection of a street, that's not a block. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like if I'm on... Okay, let's do Well, there's this. a difference between a Chicago a city length, block... A and length a, of a block. A street. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, let's just say this. For people that know how to say you're on the 32... Say you're on the 3200 block of 165th. If I pushed it to grand, that is 3600. That's four blocks. 32 to 36. Two mm-hmm. plus four is six. So I pushed this car, or I drove this car from, let's say, 36 to 38 or so. And then I pushed it. He goes, wow, you drove, you drove that five blocks, you know? And I go, but, but I, didn't, I didn't drive it five blocks when it did that. I, I pulled over like it. The whatever. engine was off, though. Well, but I, I rode it for a few blocks because, you know, initially you don't know what's wrong. You're right. hitting the gas. You're going, what's going on? It's slipping the gear, you know, whatever. And he, I just ruined his car. So I don't want to argue the merits of how long a block is. Right. But I was like, yeah, but I didn't, I didn't, I didn't keep driving it five blocks. Well, you said, you said, you said it happened around Grand, so that's fine. I'm like, no, but that's you can't count each intersection as a as a as a block. We're, we're talking about a, a, a length, right? A <clears throat> length of a block. So who pays for this? So well, <laughs> so after a few revolutions, he keeps saying five blocks, and I'm like, no, and then I just go. I changed the subject. I'm like, you know what? This, the, the point is you're paying for it. That's the point. That's, that's, the, that's what <laughs> the we need to focus I'm actually at the B somewhere. That's what we need to focus on. Dude, what's crazy is I had an appointment to get a tattoo, right? I didn't want to tell him. Yeah, because he's I, like, well, that money's not going to be I didn't want to go. Okay, your car is totaled. I would stay and help you out. It's just that I have to go and, and bl- spend a bunch of money that and I And blow don't money yeah. um, on just somebody draw pictures on me. Right. You know what I yeah. mean? So I just was like, yeah, I got some stuff to do, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to head up. Well, to be fair, there's nothing else I can do except for stare at it and scratch right. my head. I offered to get a tow. I was like, let me tow it for you to wherever your mechanic is. He said, I don't know where I'm going to take you yet, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. So I did offer to tow, but I felt so bad. I was worried about getting a flat tire, and I was like, he already thinks I'm a moron. So the guy, I marry his daughter. He thinks I'm a numbskull. I borrow his truck for a couple hours. And I come back pushing it with the hood smoke. I feel like there's a lot of stupider things that have happened between those two goalposts, but I, sure. I, I get those are some high points for sure. Well, this is the one that's good. Dude, it costs like 850 bucks just to have the mechanic like look into it. Yeah. Yeah. So who pays for it is a good question. I offered, but here's the thing. If you borrow somebody's truck and it just breaks from normal wear and tear, is that on you? No, but uh, I, I, I think that dude. they, I, I would... I would make sure that they proved to me that it wasn't my fault in order to be able to, and then I'd be like, well, that's it then. We're not talking about it ever again. Well, I mean. You know what I mean? If he says, well, there were some supply lines that came loose underneath the. Uh, there were. Nobody he told me that later. Nobody could have predicted this. It just happened to be who was driving the car at that time. It wasn't, like you said, right. not riding it or anything like that. Well, he said, I, it, well, he said it wasn't your fault, but he kept going, but you shouldn't have drove it the five blocks. I'm like, I didn't yeah, drive but it I think what he's blocks. saying is he's not telling you that that five blocks made any difference. What he's saying is, is like. He doesn't know. It might have. This and that. Well, okay, but because. But, uh, my dad was the same, much the same way. I had an instance where uh, me and my brother were coming back from uh, Illinois, and we were driving back to Indiana, not that far, but um, like right over the state line, and my car overheated next to a bar, 
restaurant and I went inside and I didn't know what to do. And there was smoke and everything coming off the engine. And I went inside and I was like, Hey, my car's overheating. Does anybody know? Can they help me? Cause I didn't want to call my dad. Right. And they brought out two ice cold pitchers of water and poured it on the engine block of my Ooh, car. That's... Well, then I called my dad and I said, Hey, my car won't start. I tried to fix it. I don't know what's going on. The thing was overheating. And before I could even get the words out of my mouth, he's like, you know, hey, don't touch it. I'll be, you know, I'll, we'll figure it out. And I said, well, hey, the people from the bar came and we poured ice water all over the engine block. And he's like, yeah, that's, that's a wrap. And that happened. It cracked the block. I think you just broke, you just broke. Right that's anyway. it. Oh, and brutal. so, you know, then I got, I got belittled and, uh, you know, battered, which, you know, great. <laughs> I understand I destroyed the car, but it wasn't, there was no, there was no malicious intent, right. but it still doesn't take away the fact that it's idiotic because if you had something that's steaming hot and you pour something that's ice cold on top of it, chemically, whatever, you know, obviously it's going to, it's no, going I don't to, know. It's, it's, not, it's not going to make it. High school. It's not going to make it. What does that mean? That's good. That's hot. Yeah, that's no, cool. crap right in the middle. So, uh, I've been in that spot and, uh, so I, I don't know terrible. that I had to pay for it because I had no money. So I feel terrible to have a new truck. It was just like, I was like, I just can't borrow anything ever again. <laughs> that's that's the way to go. Don't lend anything to Ben. Speaking, of, speaking of hot things, dude, I'm addicted, addicted to the YouTube show Hot Ones. Yeah, you, t- you I started talking stop, about dude. it. You were, it's. Did I tell you last week? No. You started to, yeah. I think, uh, I don't know, I don't know if. I don't know if we talked about it while we were podcasting or after we were podcasting. It's hosted by Sean Evans. Mm-hmm. It's on uh, YouTube. It's called Hot Ones. First We Feast is the channel. They have 10 hot wings, and they start with the normal hot wing and progressively get hotter. It's the show where the wings are hot and the questions are even hotter. Mm-hmm. Dude, they have the best guests. The interviewer is fantastic. He's awesome. Everybody, their answers are great because people, it's hard to give a canned, it's hard to give like a canned response, like a, like, unless you were like a pro athlete, because those guys are so, it's so ingrained to give like shitty answers. Right. Um, unless you're like that, these people get so out of their comfort zone that they, that they, that they, okay. that they tell stories and say things they normally wouldn't. I'm glad you brought this up and I hate to do this because I, this is not normally what I do, but I'm going to take a big dump on this, the concept, because, mm. um, I saw another one that just came out with uh, Bert Kreischer where he's like in a kitchen and he's cooking things and he has, he, he talks mm. to people about stuff. Okay. And so this is the next trend in uh, vlogging or video podcasting or whatever it okay. is where we decide that we're going to take the the it went to when Howard did the thing where it's like hey now you're going to get a look in the studio I'm going to do a radio show I'm not going to do anything different except I'm going to put cameras inside my studio and you're going to get to see me talk on the radio with headphones on and a microphone and all that great stuff. And you're going to get to see the inside of my studio. And people remember it was on E and everyone was like, wow, that's, that's really revolutionary. And then man cow did it. And other people were doing it and became the thing. And then man cow perfected it. No, but, but so, (laughs) uh, so my, my point is, is, is then you have, you have Mark Marin who has like, he's the guy that, uh, is probably the most popular podcast when podcasts start taking off outside of serial, you know, but Mark Marin is doing this interview podcast where he is a comedian. Obama. Yeah, he's a comedian, arguably the best guest to ever be on a podcast as far as like celebrity status yeah, or top shelf person. So with that, you know, you have Mark Marin interviewing these interesting people, and he's just a comedian who basically had a career that was like on the like sort of stale, reinvented himself, and does this this uh, this podcast thing. 
And then you have Joe Rogan, who takes, in my opinion, who takes what Marin did and, and, and makes it even more appealing to a wider audience. He's just got cooler friends, too. Okay. He's just got, like, the best group of dudes around. Now, Rogan also does the video thing. So he's like, I got a podcast, but I'm going to do you one better. I'm also going to do mine live so people can watch and see what's going on in the studio. So he takes that same thing that Howard did from radio and he goes, Hey, that's something that was being done before. And it was really great. Now I'm going to do it with podcasting and, uh, people hadn't seen it in a while since no one's doing it anymore. See. And now what you have is the other podcast you listen to, um, your mom's house? Yes, like they. So they do of they do video, mm-hmm. and a lot of other podcasts. Most people do, do now. It's but just pretty. Yeah. The now the new trend is to do have something else going on to sort of like you said make people a little more comfortable and have people have such a short attention span. It's like let's give people something else to look at uh, while we also talk about stupid. Well, silliness. it's kind of good because do interview. Celebrity interviews are getting pretty lame. There's so many of them. Each celebrity, there's eight thousand podcasts. I can't think of one celebrity I want to hear interviewed. Right. I can't. I just can't. Right. So if you add something else, or comedian going, or anything. So if you add something else going on, it's uh, it adds an element of it's something else to keep your attention. Well, okay. So my argument is uh, when it comes to that, what I mean, I don't want to hear a celebrity interviewed. Is I don't want to hear somebody talk to Joel and Ethan Cohen about what inspires them to make every movie and we're going to go step by step and we're going to, what about that one? What about this one? That was really good. Like what was the yeah. process? How'd you get the money for that? Or how about walk us through your, your, your from the beginning. Right. Know? So, so, but what I do like is, uh, and, and this may lend to that is talking, taking those same people and talking to them about something that is not specifically what everyone else is asking them. About. Right. Right. So for that, I, I agree with that concept. Well, this but- guy just has a good research team, and he asks questions. They do a lot of digging, so he'll ask some pretty detailed, <clears throat> deep questions and about think- what about their about what they're known for, though. So that's why I don't like that. Usually, but but he does some deep digging. He'll ask like, "Hey, you mentioned in an early interview that so and so was, you know what I mean?" Mm. It's the the difference is in the interview. Sean Evans is really good. So I think if somebody else did that show, maybe it wouldn't be so good. He's, I think he legitimately cares. This like. is another example of where we flip-flopped because you're the same guy who's like, this guy's watching all these stupid reality shows like Ice Road Truckers, mm. and now uh, you are watching stupid interview I'm watching shows. one YouTube show. So <laughs> well, yeah. I feel like that's the same thing. Well, that's, I mean, okay, if that's how you feel. Speak your truth. Okay. That's Speak all I can do. That's, that's all, all you got is your truth. So a guy from work gave me, the number eight sauce, and I think the number five or six that they use. So the other day, on my house of pizza, my quarter that I ate, I dumped some of the sauce. It's called Da Bomb. Mm. It's a uh, terrible pre- name. It's pretty painful. It's pretty bad. But I didn't eat a wing coated in it. Like, I put some on my pizza mm. and ate it. And it was super hot. But it wasn't the same. Like, I, like my lips weren't on fire, and it hurt myself. So now, like, I'm dying to eat super i never liked really hot stuff because i would always go if it's so hot it doesn't taste good that's no right. fun and now i now i'm i don't i understand it's not about the fun it's about the pain and suffering because that's what my life's turned you into you should just become jewish yeah i mean i certainly haven't ruled it out there's a, i got probably a lot of homework right i gotta read a torah on it oh, you don't have to but it definitely would you help. should it would definitely help yeah i think that's part of it. i don't know <laughs> 
You sh- you would know. I mean, you would uh, yeah. tell me. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying we don't turn it. At this point, we really can't afford to turn anyone away, so we'll take what we can get. Shapiro was on something. Uh, he was on Rogan. He was on Rogan, and he was like, we're one of the few religions. He's like, where we actively discourage people from joining or something <laughs> like that. He might have just meant Orthodox, though. I don't know what well, he I think Well, I, I think what he's just meaning is saying, like, it's like take your we're leader. not out there trying to get anyone to join this religion it's sort you know like, you never see like jews going door to door going like right. hey if you died today it's, would you still like the old testament more than the new testament it's very punk rock in the way that it's like this is kind of our thing we're not really we, we're not asking you to be part of it well, if, you'd, if you'd like to be we're cool with that but like yeah we're, we're and we liked it but we liked all religion we knew we, we were doing it before everybody else so like we really don't need to go out there. We were, You'll yeah. find us. We were messing with God before God was cool. Because if you actually <laughs> do your homework, you'll figure out that that we, you know, we're the originals, OG. Mm-hmm. So it is what it is. And OJ. you all basically OJ. come from us, right? OJ. Not really though. I don't like that. Let's let's find something. OJ's else. a bad. You're <laughs> yeah. gonna want to separate yourself from that. Yeah, for sure. You know what they the, <laughs> the Jews do is they take the the Cartman approach. That there's the episode of South Park when he inherits money, so he buys the theme park for himself. Uh, you're just gonna blow you away, but I didn't see it. Yeah, he. Well, it was on my list of ones you're supposed to watch. Mm. The five that you never got to. He buys the theme park for himself because he doesn't want to wait in lines. You, he love. He loves you the ro- reference this specific episode <laughs> more than it's, any. It's so good. He loves the roller coasters, but he hates waiting in lines. So he buys it, and with the remainder of the money, he buys commercials saying how great Cartman Land is, and he's, and you can't come. <laughs> Yeah, he's I like, like oh, this is the best theme park ever. He's like, and you're not invited, especially Stan and Kyle. <laughs> so I feel like that's kind of what the Jews are like. Hey, we were the first to do it. We got a lock on it. Uh, we're real good about not being super judgy. Actually, everyone in here is pretty laid back. We all like it. It's not for you. It's not for you. I think that's that's almost. Dude, my cousin's a Jew. And not one time has he ever been like, hey, you should try this out. Like, dude, if you meet the Jehovah Witness for five seconds, oh, yeah. they're like, hey, is your name in the book of Christ? My cousin's like, eh. You're doing fine on your own. I would like agree. You're, you're good on your own. That that's a confidence, right? Um, I think so. Yes, I think so. It's also like you just swag. I don't know that. I don't know that you can't fake the funk. I think it's big dick energy. Okay. I mean, you know, I'm like not, like I'm not gonna... like <laughs> you're like I won't say it's not big dick energy. <laughs> well, you said it. I, I just I, you I, know I'm just I I think like. The guy who knows how he can fight doesn't always talk about fighting and bragging. He knows he can. Jews, yeah. And like, <laughs> usually. Yeah. All the good basketball players. No, we're going to scratch that from the list. But like, what I'm saying is the guy who knows he can fight doesn't look for fights because he knows he can. Well, I, feel like, about- I feel like the Jews kind of like, they're like, we got this religion thing. We got it down. Uh, we don't need to sell it. We, we You know what I mean? Like, we got it. Yeah. Let's not reinvent. I like how I'm explaining to you like how Jews are. Well, let me <laughs> No, just... no, no, Dave, let me finish. Let me finish. Here's what Jews are really like. I got 5 minutes left here <laughs> and I want to throw this out there. I I uh I I've tried to watch and I think my kids get super annoyed. I watch every documentary I can get my hands on about punk rock. Everyone. And mm-hmm. I got down to the last one I haven't seen which I would argue is is not necessarily what I would consider, but it was a, a documentary on L7. And not this isn't specifically about L7, but all these documentaries that come out about bands and about music uh, by people who love those bands and love that music, I just feel like there should be another name, not mockumentary and not documentary, but like suckumentary. You're going to suck this band in a positive way. Oh, like, like, he's blowing like, them. Like yeah, it. yeah, for sure. Because I, I look at it and I go... 
Look, it's so it's complimentary. Like this, it's, it's a lot of these bands don't deserve a documentary, and it's it's done by someone who's an ultra fan, and they oh, wow, this band needs to. The, people need to hear about this, and it's like L seven. I mean, really? They they did we pretend we're dead? Yes, that was like their their big uh, their big so, song. Yeah, and that's not they had like good. three or four studio albums. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, this, you watch their documentary and you They're go, fine. "Wow, well they did." You know, it's interesting because you know they were around when Nirvana was like catching fire, and oh, they yeah. were actually they were friends with that same scene or whatever. Were they Seattle? Yes, okay. I think well, they they relocated to Seattle right before this big boom happens. A lot of people did, yeah. So the part that I found interesting was is like it, it's the, the same arc for everyone. And it's like let's be. I hate to say like I. Because I would probably be annoyed if you saw a documentary of a band that was just like like Donnie and Marie, and it's just like there's nothing interesting happens here at all. Well, I'm sure well, they have some interesting brother and stuff sister happen, having but sex. That's interesting. I'm just what I'm saying is, uh, it's like hey, got in a band, we're in it for the music, uh, and then like got really twisted up with drugs for a long period of time, and uh, somebody left the band or somebody died, and uh, we're coming out of it now with a with a version of the band which is a couple different people, but. Like we're still gonna do our thing, and you know now we may be playing Lansing Fest, but you know like we're still now we're back we're right. back doing what we started out, which was we're playing for the mu- for our the original, for our fans original vision, and that's what we like. It's almost you remember that movie what's Rockstar with Mark Wahlberg? Oh, okay. at the very yeah. end where he's just playing acoustic guitar with the other dude like in a, in a local bar somewhere, and it's just like that's supposed to yeah, that's like me. show you like hey ultimately this guy went back to his roots and truly. That is where he was most happy, just making music for himself and whatnot. It's like, come on, man. There's come no on. shame in doing what you love. Let's see a documentary on the Rolling Stones, completely understandable. Led Zeppelin, completely understandable. Acts of that Queen, fine. Let's 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 watch a documentary on Queen. Sure. Although I will Sticks. say, Bohemian Rhapsody, not a good movie. Um, I never saw it. It's not worth it. Um, but I'm just feeling like there is something interesting about that scene that L7 was a part of, but it's like, let's do a documentary and in one hour encompass every band that was in that scene. But Touch L- on them all uh, a little to, bit. To they do don't a, deserve their own hour. To do a doc on a, on a group that had one major hit. Yeah. And not a lot of public controversy, well, right? Listen, again, there was no public outcry for the documentary. Someone that liked the band and somebody wanted to put their own yeah, money. Why'd you watch it? Uh, like I said, I just, I have like, I have to watch everything. Have you seen all the to... Nirvana ones? Yeah. Without a doubt, what? really? Yeah, all all oh. the all the conspiracy ones and all the yeah. the ones that have like half cartoons in them. Oh, for Kurt, sure, Curtain Courtney. I watch all that stuff because I I just like Dude, the you, montage you, of Heck was amazing. I thought I, I was very interested, and in it. it's Dude. not my favorite band, but, but I, it was amazing. documentaries. You can't normally you can't go wrong. No, I did revisit uh, Super Size Me with my son not that long ago, and I was <laughs> that's like, a good one. I remember the first time watching it, I was like, I'll never eat McDonald's again. And this time when my son watched it, he's like, oh, McDonald's is so disgusting. And I'm like, eh, I've gotten over it. Yeah. I went back to McDonald's. I'll eat it when it's convenient. You know? Dude, I watched I'll that. feed it to my son. I remember I was, working I, at, I was working at Whole Foods and I watched that documentary Food Inc. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's it, dude. No, like GMOs, <laughs> like no, whatever. Like I got to eat only, it lasts like eight, not if, eight hours. I remember about the one that was like <laughs> fat, tired, and stupid where the guy like ends up just juicing. And then loses all kind of weight, and then there was like a part two to it, like he literally gives gets rid of like all food and just juices instead. Okay, but that's not real. I'm, I'm in it with every documentary. I, I love. There's not one that I've turned off. You know, I I I I really like the, the that style of dude. I'm in the middle of that Ken Burns Vietnam one right now. Everything Holy he does is awesome. Shit, Everything he does. Have you seen awesome. that one? No. Oh my god, bro. Trent Reznor does the score. 
Yeah, that doesn't make me want to see it. You're crazy for but, that. Uh, anything, anything else that uh, that's out there that people think I should watch? Please, please let me know about because I, I don't know if this is going to be out in time for your party. This it episode, won't. it absolutely won't. Dang it! Uh, well, uh, everybody, thanks for coming to Dave's party on Saturday. <laughs> it was a great time. It was good. Just why just, is it on Saturday? Uh, it's Sunday, actually. Yeah. It's <laughs> well, it's going to start on Saturday for right. the fights. Which fights? The the Poirier and Holloway fight. Okay, I don't know what that is. That's Dustin Diamond also Poirier against Max Holloway. Also won't be shown at my home. Well, that's when it starts. Okay. No, everyone doesn't have to be there by Saturday, but like, you're not going to want to miss it. And let's face it, you're going to be hungover. You're going to need a place to crash anyway. You're going to need a place to juice, mm. to juice, to get ready. Bloody Marys are going to have to happen. So Sunday morning will be a Bloody Mary bar. Uh, don't bring anything Dave's already got. Or bring what you have. That's fine. Bring spicy stuff. Yeah, that sounds great. All right, well, uh, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> that's episode. That's episode two thirteen of the Hammer Man podcast. We will see you next time. Later.